Welcome in. You are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail, a week number 163. Now, I've just gotten off the mic with Mikey. He's been here on a Saturday morning, and we've just done nearly two hours on how to think. Now, of course, we don't want to tell you how to live your life and how to actually think, but it is the greatest or best way for us to summarize what the podcast is about. And basically, it is to help understand for each of us where could our thinking be coming from anyway and where are our results coming from what are some of the principles around this what are some of the lessons we can understand from high performers what are some of the books that we could be looking at uh, what could be shaping your thinking differently to mine to Mikey's and we deep dive right into this we took weeks and weeks and weeks to put notes together individually and then compound them down into some basic talking points and we're already off the mic talking about, fuck, we forgot to talk about that, or we didn't put that bit in. So that is the longest podcast that Mikey and I have ever done. It's just under two hours. I strongly suggest that you check that out and you go and learn from it because it is an absolute cracker. Now, also this week, I got to go to Wellington College and speak to the boys down there again in year 11, which is really, really cool. And I started off talking about dreams, vision, and goals, and things like that, and things that we often talk about on this pod now too. So it was cool to be able to get a couple of the boys up to explain what it is that they want to be able to do in their life and what they're working towards, and to actually just teach them that it's okay to to do those things and why it's really important, and show some examples of that, and also show them that in a society where often we don't like people who poke their head up too high, that you can be the hero, and it's okay to want to kick the winning goal uh, in football or the winning penalty, much like the Chiefs may do against the Crusaders tonight. Hopefully, um, shout out to those Christchurch listeners, I know that you won't be into that, but there are a lot of listeners in Auckland and Christchurch by the seam, so that's really cool to see. But it's okay to be the hero, and we should all be thinking about how to be the hero of our own story. So therefore, we need to know what our story is as well. Now, of course, at the moment, there's a lot of doom and gloom, and we're into the recession and whatnot, And last week we started looking at a little bit of that stuff and we started thinking a little bit differently around the biggest opportunity for people to think about increasing their income and maybe even employing somebody for those people who have a business. And we went through some of that data. And I said to you that in the following week, we were going to look at why this is actually the best time to get ahead. So let's dive straight into it. And in week number 163, we're calling this one, Why the Best Time to Get Ahead is Now. How dare you, Luke? You've been banging on about this rising interest rate environment, inflation, a contracting economy for ages. Interestingly, I asked this group of 250-ish year 11 boys, put your hand up if you understand what inflation is, if you've heard of inflation. Everyone's hand went up. Not everyone, but a lot of them. I thought, wow, you know, that's... uh, That's got to be coming from probably the home and just from general conversations and what they're seeing on social media. So, you know, everybody's thinking about it at at different ages. But I sure have been telling you about these things because I've been trying to inspire you to think differently, to stay ahead of the curve and ultimately to take action. Now, remember that most people won't take action until they're forced to. A lot of people believe they shouldn't have to do anything different. Easy times create comfort and humans love staying in the comfort zone. Humans will fight harder to keep the things that they have than they will to work for things they don't have. This is often why in affiliate marketing and multi-level marketing and things like that, there will be a really sexy reward early on. So you might be able to get to the vehicle that is a European vehicle and that entices you to want to do that. You get it and then once you you get it, you're like, fuck, I don't want to lose this. Uh, I want to be able to hold on to it. So 
these these principles or things that uh, we see playing out out there are good reminders just for us in our general life too that we will fight harder to keep the things that we have than we will to work hard to do things that we don't have. And I'll show you an example of that later. So as an example, people will go, you know, I will... Uh, I will go without, and people have said this to me this week, I would rather go without than have to let go of my pet, you know, so they will fight really hard uh, to keep the things that they already have, rather than going, you know what, I might go out there and I might figure out how to make some extra income so that I can keep this pet, will naturally gravitate towards, okay, what's going to be the easiest way, and and I'm sure as hell not letting go uh, of the things that I now have. So of course humans will then also look for reasons why they shouldn't have to. Why should I have to do anything differently? So naturally at the moment people are in a protection mode and they're thinking about protecting and keeping the things that they have worked so hard together. Many people aren't out there at the moment thinking about more, thinking about growth, thinking about what else can I accumulate, thinking about excess, you know, thinking about abundance. A lot of us are going the other way and going into scarcity. And many people are also f- solely focused on staying afloat and, and rightly so too. So layer on a narrative of contraction and recession and you have more people that won't be thinking about growing or getting ahead. You know, most people won't be thinking about, you know, getting ahead at the moment. They're just thinking, fuck, how do we stay afloat? But this reminds me of two quotes that I've come across that stuck out to me. You can make more ground on your competitors in a difficult time than when times are good. That's when it's almost too easy for everyone to be successful. Imagine hearing that, that you know, when times are good, that's easy for everyone to be successful. Now, when times are good, you can kind of get that if you've got a pretty level-headed way of thinking. You're sort of like, well, yeah, I suppose, you know, um, everyone can kind of get lucky when things are just absolutely frothy, right? And everyone can be successful. Uh, The next one is that you cannot overtake 15 cars in sunny weather, but you can when it's raining. Now, that isn't from Mikey and him driving with his antics, that is actually from a Formula One driver. Now, I said in the email that I won't tell you who said that either, because last time I did, someone didn't like one of the quotas and said that that was the end of their learning from Keep the Change, and we've talked about this before, seriously, get over your ego, take the quote, not the quoteur, take the message, because it's greater than the messenger. But I'll tell you guys, because I know that you're probably further down the thinking path than people that get all upset about the way some person has a quote because they don't like them. Now, the first one's actually from Rob Fife from Air New Zealand. And the second is a Formula One driver, and I cannot remember what that person's name is. But if I Google it, I can probably uh, find out who it is. But, you know, hopefully uh, that gets you thinking uh, a little bit differently in these times. And that is what these people were doing. They were looking at tough times and thinking, well, I can... You know, I can keep moving forward and I can find a way to ensure that I can still make progress in this time and perhaps this is actually my opportunity rather than a time where I think, well, no one can get ahead, it's just impossible, etc, etc, etc. So remember those, t- those two quotes because they're really, really inspiring. So now that the rain is here and the difficult times appear to be more in our faces than previously, How do we keep our eyes on the prize and continue to make progress? Because in the game of personal finance, you're not actually only competing with other people. You're competing with yourself and what standards you've set to live to. The beauty is that you can control these. You aren't in control of what other people are willing to do. If other people aren't willing to do things and get out there and take action to sort their own issues, that's not really your concern. What is your opportunity though, is that you've got a window of time where you are less likely to be competing 
with them. So of course, we're competing with ourselves, but we're also competing with other people. Now, to give you an example, if you and your neighbour realise your mortgage is increasing by $50 per week, but yours goes up next week, and theirs doesn't go up until six months' time, who do you think is going to be the first to offer to mow mortgage-free Mandy to mow her lawns down the road for 50 bucks? It's going to be you, isn't it? So basically, if that was your only option to be able to pay back your loan, and yours was rolling off in a week's time, and your neighbours not for six months, who do you think is going to be more antsy to get down the road and say to Mandy, hey, would you like me to mow your lawns? So people will delay decision making until they're really forced to. Now let's look at another example. You're about to, or you find out that you're having a child. So most people will wait until they have the child to assess what their finances will look like come the birth or three months into the birth. So they'll settle into that new environment and those circumstances and then they will say, huh, probably need to do a budget. So very few people will put an analysis or budget together in the six to nine months leading up to the birth. You would think that surely we would. Like why would we not? But we will be too carried away in doing the things that we want to be doing and may even believe that well we shouldn't have to, should just be able to have that child or you know have this house but then not expect interest rates to go up. But unfortunately that's not actually how life works. So often we'll really need a kick in the face, so to speak, before we'll then decide, you know what, I need to do something different. And if we're completely honest with ourselves, with these two examples, most people won't go and mow someone's lawns. You know, I said in the example that that was the only option. But most people wouldn't actually go down the road and ask to mow Mandy's lawns. They'll probably feel like that's too scary. Uh, And most people probably won't make a budget until they need to. Instead, what we'll do is we'll seek things like interest-free loans, we'll look for longer loan terms if it's the mortgage situation, we'll ask for loans from family, and we'll exhaust all of the options that we have that are easy for us to do. Now, each to their own, but that's because that is what our standards have shaped us to do. So our standards will then ensure that we do exactly what we believe necessary and that that is the limit that which we'll go to. So we might think, you know, I've never mowed Mandy's lawns down the road. Fuck that. That ain't me. That's not something I'm going to do. I don't want to be seen doing that. But you would feel comfortable ringing family saying, hey, you know, my interest rate's gone up. Could I borrow some money? Um, hey, I might ring the bank. Can I go interest only? Those are the standards to which you're comfortable to live by. Now, when you exhaust those options, you have to change your standards because you may lose something that you don't want to lose. And as we know, we'll fight harder to keep the things that we've already got. So then our standards change and we go, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to have to suck it up and I'm going to have to mow Mandy's lawns. So you can start to see how these things become intertwined and how our standards shape the things that we are willing to do. Now, if you think that you shouldn't have to search out new income, go without or let go of your pet, well that is fine. But accept that other people won't relate to or sympathise with your thinking. Be very mindful of that, that when things get trickier, often we believe that we shouldn't have to do different things, and why, why can't life just be the way that we want it to be? Well, a lot of people aren't going to sympathise with that way of thinking, and this literally plays out on social media 
every single week. And this week I posted about, you know, if this cost of living at the moment is tough for you and you're complaining about it and it's genuinely not great for you, perhaps this isn't the season to have a pet. And damn, you know, I got messages being like, you won't post saying that's the same thing about children. And I'm like, no, I fucking won't uh, because I'll probably go to log in tomorrow and the Instagram account will be gone. But, you know, people literally have that belief. They think, why should you get to have a child if you can't afford to? Uh, or a second one, etc. And why should you be able to go interest only on your loan? You chose to do those things. Why are you now complaining about it? And then other people will be like, fucking let them live, you know. They should be able to have a child. They should be able to have a house. They should be able to go interest only. Have two, have 16 kids. And we can all support them. So everybody's got a different way to look at these things, right? But just remember that what you may be struggling with or what your standards may be may not be what somebody else's standards are. And so that's where these conflicts start to come from as well. But if we look at our government, they're leading from the front. You know, they've never collected more tax. So that for them is income. If they take more tax from us, they have more money to spend. Their income is increasing. The tax takes gone from about $76 billion to roughly about $110 billion in the last five or so years. It has gone up massively. Now, it's gone up basically 50%, I think, in that time. And they're still spending beyond their means because we're running a deficit, so we're still having to borrow money, so we're needing more debt. So really... If we take our political allegiances and put them to the side and just look at what the data tells us, well, the government are showing us that this is the time to focus on more income and to invest in areas they consider to be important. The government are also saying, no, we, we can't give you tax relief. That's not right. That's going to fuel inflation. There's reasons why we can't do that. But if you look at this, it's quite scary because you realise, fuck, they've increased their income massively and they're still borrowing. So no wonder you as an individual, you're going... Shit, like if the government can't get ahead, like they're basically showing that they can't, they're keeping more of our money as tax and they've increased that by 50%, they're then borrowing to spend, they don't have enough cash, well fuck, like no wonder you and I are saying the exact same thing, that something feels a little bit broken here, but they are leading from the front, they're like no, 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 we're not going to give the money back to you, we've got to hold on to it, we need it because we need extra income, so shouldn't that be the realisation For a lot of us, hmm, maybe I need to think about increasing my income. And regardless of where, uh, whether you believe that what the government spend that money on and borrow to spend it on, they're still committed to investing into areas that they think are important. So to their credit, they are sort of doing some of the things that we know we need to do, but at the same time, they're kind of laughing at us being like, hey, hey, you know, you know, inflation is not that bad, and at least it's coming down now. And um, don't don't worry too much out there. But at the same time, they're like, "Fuck, we need to drastically increase our income, and we still don't have enough, so we're going to borrow some. And we're going to fucking take that off you later down the track as well." So those two things don't really reconcile. But it should be a wake up call for a lot of us of like, "Hmm, okay, I'm probably going to have to think about some extra income." But people will say, "Well, why should I work extra? I don't need to do anything different. Why should I?" Working hard is a waste of time. You know, you've got to work smarter, not harder. Yes, you know, smarter, not harder is is wise if you know how to actually do that. And people will say, oh, well, I deserve this. Why should I have to give up my X, Y, Z? You know, in the next few years, a lot of people are going to get caught out waiting and hoping for things to go back to normal and not make the progress that they will have hoped to have made. Meanwhile, 
other, meanwhile, other people are going to look at the rain and say, you know what, fuck this, I've got the right tyres on, it's time to accelerate. And I'd like to think that uh, both myself and Mikey, we, we try to get ourselves into that mind space where we're going, shit, yep, things are a little bit rocky here, but we've got ourselves in a good position with the tyres on, we should be able to fucking, you know, we don't need to ease off the gas, we probably need to trust that we've got the vehicle humming along here that we can put the gas down a little bit further um, and and accelerate. So remember, it's important to manage personal finances wisely. Let's go back to some basics. It's important to maintain a resilient mindset as well, especially when life doesn't go our way because things aren't going our way for a lot of people at the moment. And also, like I said, in a few years' time, people are going to look back and be like, well, what the fuck? You know, how did those people get so much further ahead and I didn't and I've been stuck you know, on this interest rate or whatever it may be or uh, well, my boss didn't give me a pay rise, etc. We're, we're going to run the risk that we feel really fucked off by what happens whilst we're in this new environment. So it's also very important to think about maintaining a resilient mindset and doing some work in that space to try and keep yourself above the line, taking ownership, accountability, responsibility, rather than blame, excuse, deny, and feeling like a victim, we want to be a victor. So it's important to forecast and adapt to changing circumstances. It's important to balance the positive aspects of progress with efforts to mitigate the negative impacts and the downside risks. You'll often hear Mikey and I talking about that, minimizing what your downside risk could be from the decisions that you make. It's very important to support those who may be adversely affected by economic downturns too. Who needs your help and support? That's something that I'll often teach you about. Do you have the resources where you can go a little bit further? Then maybe in these times we need your support a bit more now than ever, whether it's donating something to a food bank or just checking in with the mate, being there for somebody who needs some uh, support through the tough time that they're going through, helping someone through a financial challenge, explaining what they can do about their mortgage because the interest rate's going up. If you've got a little bit more than you need, then perhaps just think about how can I how can I carve a little bit of this off? But obviously, you know, be careful as the New Zealand teach us, please put the, your oxygen mask on first and then help those around you. Think about that through these tough times. But how can you prepare for things that could come your way? As always, that's what we're thinking about. What else could be changing and how can I stay ahead of these changes? Now, as the squeeze continues, ask yourself what you're willing to do differently to keep moving closer to your goals. You may not want to do some of the things that you're going to have to do, but just check yourself. You know, Who do you think you are to expect that you can just coast through life and never have to make changes? I've seen different business owners introducing different things and they've also been customizing some of the things that they're selling, for instance, to just earn a little bit of extra cash. So you may have to do things that you haven't been willing to do previously, but that's okay. You know, you want to try and rebuild and recalibrate your standards so that you are happy to do that. Do the extra, go the extra mile. How did you set your standards and are you willing to change them? This may mean doing things that you haven't previously. As others decide not to take action, remember, this presents an uneven playing field that could be in your favour. So please don't ignore this. Never waste a crisis. Now remember that what used to work may no longer work. Don't shy away from asking for help and from taking action. Have the best weekend. Love from Luke. You're over 7,750 recipients on there. Uh, plus our LinkedIn, etc., etc., and I think we're closing on a thirty-five thousand podcast listeners as well. I hope that has got you thinking about how maybe this is actually a really good time for somebody like yourself. Have you got the right tires on? Can you pass some more cars? 
Can you go past what you thought was possible? Are you in a position where you're going to have the traction to be able to do that? And maybe you're not. Maybe you're off into the pit lanes for a little bit and you're thinking, fuck, I just need to try and get this thing so that it's roadworthy or so that we can be doing some extra laps. Whereas somebody is going to be out there, straight past, just absolutely smashing it. But that's not your concern. You want to worry about what your vehicle is like at the moment. And you want to think about what repairs you may have to do, what things you can do to improve it, and what slight tweaks you may have to make. But you also don't want to be that person that's going around at a not too bad of a speed, but you fucking know you're about to run out of petrol. And you're thinking, I just want to see if I can get an extra few laps out of this vehicle And let's just see if we can do it. That tyre looks like it's about to blow. I'm just going to pretend I can't see it. You want to be making sure that you're getting to the pit stop and you're getting in there and you're tidying this shit up so you can get back out there and you can keep moving at the pace at which you want your vehicle and your life to be moving at. Now with that, I was going to say alliteration, but that's definitely not an alliteration. Um, That is when you use the same letter for consecutive words. But I think that's an analogy I think that's what that is. Shout out to all my English teachers. I'm going to get out of here. I hope that you have a great weekend. Continue to look after yourself. Get stuck into these pods. If you're enjoying them, leave a five-star review. Put something on your social media. Talk to somebody about this podcast. Let's get more people learning. Let's get it to 100,000 Kiwis that improve their life. I'll see you in the next Money Mail.